0: Welcome to episode 19 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. I'm Ty, and I'm Desperate for Affirmation, at S-E-A-T-J-K, and with me as always is Chris. What do you need, and where do we give it to you, Chris? I need it in the... What? Wait What are we talking about again?
1: <laughs> I'm at C.D. Villasenor on the Tweet Machine, and this is episode 19, na-na-na-na-19. Indeed. If you grew up in the 80s, you'll get that joke.
0: well if you uh haven't listened to the show before we allocate 10 minutes per topic and always go to ot at the end of the show interact with the show on twitter at two on three pod and with your hosts that's why we talk about it at the top of the show every week um on twitter as well and we uh, pretty much that's it for us you know i was like a lot of people already posting on instagram got the facebook going Eh, (laughs) we are we are you can find it (laughs) (laughs) twitter's where the action is these days anyway I don't know if that's true. I think it might be... We might be losing touch. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean... The, it's definitely the, my preferred place. The kids are going to the Gram. I just... I don't know. The Gram is not for me. I, it's fine. I just don't... I don't like writing, like... It, to me, the pictures and the writing can go together, but don't necessarily go together. So, I, I struggle, I think.
1: I basically, it's basically, I use Instagram for, like, cute girls and food food pictures. That's sure. A, you know, if you're, I'm gonna if play you post, the fifth
0: on what I use Instagram for. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if you post if you post food pictures or if you're an attractive entertainer, I, I I'm following you on Instagram.
0: So basically, you're using Instagram like it's a PG Tumblr. Yes, essentially. <laughs> that's <laughs> the Sounds content. Good.
1: That's the content I'm going
0: for on that. That's good. All right. So we're on Twitter, and if you want to yell at us or talk to us or have ideas about what we have to say or, or share some of your own ideas, find us there. Tell us what they are. This week. We're going to explore job satisfaction in the NFL, uh, protecting people's egos in the workplace, and uh, possibly the start of a semi-recurring segment that uh, we're going to tentatively call Am I an Asshole? And not me personally, but in this case, me personally. Well, let's cut right to the chase.
1: Yes, you are. (laughs) All right, well in this particular instance oh oh <laughs> oh it's gonna be specific to the instance
0: i think it maybe it's more it's not am i an asshole it's like am i the asshole in the situation <laughs> that we're describing i mean because what i'm gonna tell you today i'm i know i'm the asshole but that's just we're gonna we'll get there all right um and then when we'll head to overtime, and we're gonna talk a little about uh what's going on with kanye west these days so to start with uh we're going to talk about job satisfaction in the NFL, and I think Chris, you wanted to talk specifically about one, Mister Thomas Brady.
1: Yeah, so this week, um, Tom Brady had an interview with Jim Gray, and I think we all we all hate Jim Gray. <laughs> I think we, I think we had all, I think we can all agree on this. But so he is being interviewed by Jim Gray at the Milken Institute in California, which is hilariously an institute founded by Michael Milken the disgraced insider trading guy which now he runs a nonprofit nonpartisan think tank determined to increase global prosperity <laughs> so tom brady's in on this so is he selling any voodoo products on the side no but you we all know tom brady tom brady is living in the republican glass closet right everybody knows he's a republican everybody's like he's totally Full bore.
0: He's definitely ma- got the hucksterism down.
1: Yeah, but he's he's got he's got some MAGA in him. Like, there's no question. There's no question about <laughs> he it. He had the right? hat, right? He had the hat. Anyway, no one holds this against him, which is again just a side. But it's kind of a funny thing that he that he's getting a, a, a wide pass. Anywho, he's being interviewed, and Jim Gray asks him if he felt appreciated by the Patriots. Do they have the appropriate gratitude for what you have achieved? And Tom Brady said, I plead the fifth. <laughs> Which is always an interesting... Well, it's not even a veiled way of saying, of course they don't appreciate me. Right. But this is a funny thing. About, it's, guilt, right? it's an admission of guilt. It's an admission of guilt, for the most part. But what's... I mean... It's funny to think that someone who's achieved so much and done so much in his sport, widely considered in the goat conversation in terms of quarterbacks in the NFL,
0: that I he doesn't feel
1: this it doesn't fe- he doesn't feel appreciated, which is a funny thing which sort of got me to thinking. is like, well, what does appreciation feel like in the workplace? And what is Tom Brady? What does Tom Brady need to feel in terms of his appreciation. Now there's appreciation that says I will, you know, it's, it's not appreciation. If Tom Brady says, you'll just do whatever I tell you to do. And if you don't, you don't appreciate me. (laughs) 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 That would be the, I am the, I am an asshole. He'd win that
0: segment. Have you noticed that there's a lot of people in the world? Well, there's a lot of people in the world who don't seem to be able to understand the difference between like fact-based critique and disrespect. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, who knows? I, I think there's probably two two things come to mind for me when you bring this up. One, Belichick's a perfectionist, and I'm sure nothing is ever good enough for him. So, even when he's, like, said congratulations to Tom or, or, or had nice things to say to, uh, to Tom, he's probably right in his ear with the, the thing he can do better. Right. It's, right? it's probably
1: he, the, it's the garbage sandwich, right? It's yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Tom, you're great. We couldn't have won without you. But in the third quarter, you
0: fucked that thing up. You <laughs> completely, like. Shot but thanks so much leg. for the five Super Bowl wins. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? Yeah. So I think there's that. And I think that if you are, uh, especially if you're like, so in Tom Brady's world, it's like working on a team at, in business where you're clearly the top performer and it could not, it literally could not function without you. And over time, your superiors tend to take that for granted. That just, that's human nature. Mm-hmm. And so as a, as the recognition atrophies, it starts to feel a little more pronounced. And then the second thing that comes to mind for me is that Belichick probably doesn't involve Tom as intensely in the specifics of the game planning as Tom might like like the decision-making process mm-hmm. and he probably feels like he's earned a seat at that table he might not have one maybe sometimes right I'm sure he's consulted but maybe sure. not to the the level of his liking yeah so that again is that appreciated Tom Brady wants to run the Oop-de-oop is what I'm saying <laughs>
1: He totally does. But the but is is you don't appreciate me um is that you're grooming my replacement, is that is that you don't appreciate me or from because because I see it from both sides. I think the Patriots have a, a responsibility toward their team to say, you know, to to trade away Jimmy G, I mean how many times have you you've heard a bunch of stories. That was crazy to me. Crazy. Yes. I mean, you've heard a bunch of stories, and one of the stories is Tom Brady said to Robert Kraft, you got to get rid of Jimmy G. I don't want him breathing down my neck. I'm not going to be done playing for another four or five years, so you should just get rid of him.
0: TLDR, Tom Brady has some bitch assness in him.
1: Right. I think, (laughs) (laughs) but is that, is that they don't appreciate me or is it really, or is it Belichick never love, never tells me he loves me? Is that not being appreciated? Is it Um,
0: financial? He's taken sacrifices. I think so. Maybe it's Mr. Kraft as well.
1: Well, I mean, he's made sacrifices, but it's the only way you put together a winning team in the NFL. If the if
0: he's not required to do that, CBA doesn't require him to do that. If you look around the league, nobody else is really doing that. Yeah. But then again, nobody
1: else has won five Super Bowls.
0: Correct. You think they'd maybe figure it out.
1: Right. I mean, every quarterback in the league, when they get a chance, sucks all the air out of the
0: room. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean in the and NBA, I, I don't want this to come off as any pro management take because I'm not pro management. Yeah, in professional <laughs> sports.
1: But if you want to win in a salary cap league, you have to be you have to be willing to give up something. Tim Duncan did it for years, and it paid off for him. Correct. With a the best thing rings. you can have in
0: professional sports is an underpaid asset.
1: Right, right, or a quarterback in his rookie window who's <laughs> good. But so what? But what does it mean? I mean. For me, I mean, even in my own workplace, right, you always you always have to think, what does appreciation mean to me? Right. Like, you know, because because when it comes right down to it, if you had two jobs, one paid more, but you liked the other one better, you'd take the one, you should take the job you like better. Right. For sure. Than the money, because the money wears off pretty quick. Pretty quick. So, so what's the, uh, so what's the, so when I think about appreciation, you know, there's the whole, the aspect of. You know, do they listen to my? Do they listen to me? And they don't have to. And again, you don't have to go with every one of my ideas. No, no. that's not the point. The point no. is, do you get an honest shake? Respect. Does your, does your yes puts a speck on it? <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, but you know is but what is it? What do you think it means to Tom Brady to say I'm not getting? I'm not. They're not. They're not showing me the appropriate gratitude for
0: what I've achieved. It's just something's missing, right? Because I think that it boils down to when you really want to distill it down to its very essence. It's that you want to feel like a respected member of the decision-making team. I think when it comes to job satisfaction, whatever level you're at, whether it's senior level, mid-level, or you just started the job, you want to feel like your opinion is valued, listened to, and you're getting course corrected the right ways and not in, you know, shitty ways. So enough respect to treat you like a person, enough respect as you uh, earn a seat at the table to respect your input and clearly, and obviously, yeah, financial respect ultimately, right? Because, hey, I've been in jobs where I've done a great job for a long time and knowing that, that coworkers are making more money or, or for, you know, for the same for similar work or the same work and, and that's not a good feeling. Um, so... You know, it's all one big part of the the respect ball, and uh, I, I think for for Tom, he must. There's something missing, obviously. Maybe it's a piece of the Patriots that he hasn't been promised by Kraft, by by Mr. Kraft.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he is Mr. Kraft's son. He is he he is sort of. Uh, but we'll see. I think you know, from Belichick's standpoint, what do you think his? I mean, obviously, he's his Greg's he doesn't must give go a shit. He doesn't
0: good. give a shit. Tom is just another No, I think they have probably some level of bond, but I think Belichick keeps it super professional with the players because he knows that no matter who you are, there's a moment where he's gonna have to cut your ass. And so Mm -hmm. if he's emotional about it, he's not gonna be able to do it. And I think he's just hardcore enough that he may have there's maybe some facade with Tom to keep him happy, but it's bullshit.
1: Sure. And that's the that's the story behind the story on the Jimmy G trade, right? Where he wants to get rid of Brady and Kraft Like for the first time in Belichick's entire run. Kraft says, nope, you're keeping Brady. Yeah. <laughs> so so Belichick gets on the phone and deals Jimmy G for a second-round yeah. pick. I have a feeling that the, the, I think <laughs> the conversation is this
0: simple. Yeah, I think that Bob probably does want Tom to be involved in the franchise forever and doesn't want him to wear another shirt before he retires. Because let's be clear, if you have the GOAT quarterback on your team, that is going to generate revenue for your franchise for as long as he stays associated with the franchise and if it remains unblemished as it has been from the start of Tom's career to this day that has so much cachet and market value in an NFL that's so right now with player uh, personalities and, and, and branding that that Tom Brady long term Patriots thing is worth hundreds of millions of dollars over the next 25 years.
1: Right. I've never been nothing but a Patriot. Correct. I am, There's I value am, in that.
0: A lot of value in that.
1: Yeah. You think, you think players like Favre Take a hit. I mean, his legacy takes a hit because he leaves Green Bay and bounces. I think a little it's more bit. for
0: Favre because he pulled his dick out and everybody knows. Like, <laughs> so I mean, now was...
1: well, I mean, come on, they all pulled their dick out. I mean, that's not a thing. <laughs> like Tom Joe Mont, like that Joe long Mon-
0: romantic <laughs> kiss with his son—that was a problem for me. I didn't like that very much. <laughs> or like Joe Montana, not for Montano homophobic in City. reasons, it's just long, <laughs> too long. It's too long. No, like the Joe do- Montana Kansas City thing, for sure.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely so he, diluted. So I don't if he, know if the far so if he, thing matters as much. So I mean, but the thing is, Joe Montana find found himself in that same spot where Steve Young is breathing down his neck,
0: yes. and he's
1: like, he's like, I'm Joe fucking Montana. Yes. Right. I mean, this is a it's a it's a tough it's a tough place to be, especially when your brain's getting turned into pudding. You know, yeah, especially for Steve Young.
0: <laughs> got it. Sometimes I worry about Steve on TV. I got to tell you. Like, yeah. He doesn't, does he, does, he doesn't does seem, it seem shaky. Does he, it seem a little shaky? He's not like, it's just, it's, he's just turned into Captain Obvious. <laughs> and also, I don't know what's going on with his hair dye, sort of thinning hair situation. Oh. These don't look like the decisions of a well man. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of concussions on that yeah. head. Speaking of balding while we're on it, we're not going to talk about the NBA because fuck the NBA. This is Seattle and, and we don't ride with those motherfuckers. But, uh, LeBron needs to
1: shave that head, dog. Oh no, it's he's 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 ready for the big. He's ready for the big shave.
0: Yeah, it's time. It's time. All right, so continuing the theme of of satisfaction in the workplace, I wanted to talk about sort of an experience that I'd had uh, in a number of different jobs, a number of different organizations. So, you know, anybody that might be listening to this, don't take this personally. It's not about you. All right.
1: It is about you.
0: Not you. <laughs> so, I've noticed that, like, you know, I. In technology specifically, there is basically constant education. Things are moving quickly. You have to keep people up to speed, um, especially when you're you know, enabling a sales force to be selling the latest and greatest on your product. There's a lot of just a lot of cyclical ramping up that goes on, and it's a critical part of the job. And when it's done poorly, it really impacts uh, the teams in, in a negative way. Um, and one of the things that I see, and maybe this is going to dovetail nicely in Am I an Asshole? Because I think this is kind of pro- part of the problem is like there seems to be way too much, in my opinion, of protecting people's egos. And I think it's because it's classroom learning. But I noticed that it's like there's equivocation in everything, especially when you're ramping up on products, which is sort of like this is complex, so don't worry if you don't get it at first. And what I hear when I hear people say that is, or I'm sorry, my take on that when I hear it said is, if you don't understand this, your basic understanding of the foundational material is weak and needs to be addressed because every time we're doing this sort of cyclical enablement, you're learning something new. And I guess I want to understand from your perspective as, as, a, as a another experienced technology professional, where <laughs> is the line on management's responsibility to hold people to account on their inability to ramp up on new things? And Where, uh, you know, is, do you feel like in your experience that the adult education system is too nice to people in that way that our old formal education wasn't? And what can we do about this?
1: Yeah. Well, I think the, the first thing is that in terms of education, a lot of education is done by an outside, like by a third party, like a lot of training gets done by a third party. And in the case of a third party, they're trying to sell you more training Right. So if they come in there and tell you you're dumb and give you like, <laughs> like, and they give you the hard elbow like my sixth grade teacher gave me, like you're not going to hire them back again. But that's but but in terms of but so that's what they're trying to do. They're there to they're there to train you, but they're there to sell you more training as well. Fair,
0: that's fair. The, and I understand why you couldn't do it in that space. So let's let's yes. move pat. Let's move beyond that.
1: So in terms of my own. Uh, you know in my own experiences of being trained by others or training yeah let's talk other about people. like
0: certification training for instance you'll be in a class where you're supposed to have a certain amount of knowledge about the the coursework before you get there
1: yeah and you know and some people just decide they're gonna go and they don't they they don't know enough but here's what here's the problem I have with those folks is that they end up if you end up holding up the class mm-hmm. asking a bunch of questions about foundational stuff that you should already know before taking this class and I'm in that class. I'm probably going to tell you to pipe down and save your questions <laughs> save your questions for after class because you're killing me
0: I, i'm you know? sure, I'm sure teach has some office hours for
1: you right right but right. the uh but I think as professionals i mean that's the it, work environment has a lot to do with it, okay, and when you're working with peers or you're working with people you manage or your manager or whomever, I think that I think that you have to approach things with. Some amount of decorum, right? You can't just say, "I can't believe you don't know this." You well, know what I mean?
0: you, no, I'm not saying you should be rude.
1: No, but that's what I'm saying. But you have to, you have to tell people, "Hey, you know, you know, if you've had a chance to work with this technology, um, you know, you might, you might know that X, Y, and Z have to happen before you know we can get, before you can get this going." and they might go, "Oh, okay, I understand. You know what I mean? You're trying to you're trying to connect the dots for them loosely before yeah. pushing them forward." And that's kind of how I try to help people's egos because you can't smash people um, for not knowing foundational things because you can if it's
0: their job.
1: Well, yes, if it's their job. <laughs> if it's a core pro, if it's a core if it's a core aspect of their work. They should. I mean, you have to be able to make some some assumptions about what they know or what they don't know.
0: I think it would be a good policy for people to start laying out sort of the foundational knowledge in a very matter of fact way that mm. doesn't beg questions. Um sure. to, to, to reestablish where the baseline is before we're going to add on, um, and then I think it would be probably appropriate for there to be some sort of a check-in point where you are able to determine whether or not everyone understood. What is it you covered to that point? Uh, now, I don't have the solution to this problem because I think this problem exists um, on the conference circuit as well. Where I really, you know, there's a, a number of different product conferences I've gone to in the past, and usually what I'm looking for in those uh, those events is, you know, knowledge, new knowledge or, or new ways to use the tools or, or the software or whatever it is that we're, we're talking about. And uh, often the tracks that you choose from, you know, the different sort of um, technical tracks that you choose from to attend the different sessions. They're not well divided into sort of skill sets. So again, you end up, you going to something that you think is going to be helpful and interesting. And it's like, it's a one-on-one shit. And I think that conferences need to have that sort of get more of a, a college. Like the, the, it, there should be some level of indication on what level the discourse is going to be at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, but, but I understand why
1: they couch things in that way where they say, you know, this is complex, so don't worry if you don't get it at first. You know, that's that's a th- I think that's a relatively kind way to do it or or to say if you don't have a, a lot of experience doing this particular job function, then you might not get this at first. Or if your experience doesn't include um, you know, a, you know, hands-on experience with this product, then this might not make sense to you at first.
0: Sure. All right, I can understand that. Well, maybe this is why Brady feels disrespected. Maybe Belichick's always telling him that he doesn't you know, but you're not going to get this, Tom. It's, right, it's new. right, Tom. It's too complex for you. Right. if you,
1: <laughs> you don't understand reading defenses, Tom. I get it.
0: You're just a meat popsicle.
1: You're just a meat popsicle. I don't know. Adult education is a funny thing because people walk into the, it's a lot, it has a lot to do with the individuals who walk in there thinking they already know this stuff. Yeah. Right. They were like, well, I've been doing this job for 10 years or whatever, two years or five years or I'm in depth on this. And and, you know, what are you here to teach me? Kind of that. There's a there's a, have you you've had confrontational guy in in your in training. Right. The guy who like questions everything that the that the well, you know, when you do this, this and in our environment, like that's the that's the guy I just want to strangle. Well, in our sure. environment, we've set it up this way, and blah 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 blah. And it tends to work really good this way. It's like good. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad for you that we've let the guy present his material, please.
0: <laughs> That's true with every trade, right? That you deal with contractors. Well, they, I'll do it this way, and you know, there's no constructive conversation coming out of it. It's just, uh, just somebody you know, trying to compare brain pans. I, I remember dealing with a difficult employee who. Was talented, a talented developer, but also extremely surly and just very aggressive all the time, and, and and had no patience for people that didn't. We've talked about the curse of knowledge on the show before, but had no patience for people that just didn't know what he knew. And finally, like, we're in a, a, a an expanded team meeting where you know he's the lead developer, I'm on the management team, and this thing we're working on this project together, and he starts getting in somebody's ear about like you just get getting the tone going right about mm-hmm. people asking questions in the room. And that's the opposite. That's the flip side of what I want. People, you want people to feel comfortable asking questions. Right. I just got frustrated when it feels like, you know, like, like what you talked about, you're holding up the class with the fact that you don't understand, like, you know, basic concepts. Um, mm-hmm. but so this guy is getting the tone going and I finally stood up and I turned to him and I said, look, Jim, not his name, but whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know Jane's job to know what you know. That's why you're in the room. If we all knew what you know, we wouldn't need you to be here. <laughs> yeah. And believe me, <laughs> nobody really wants it this way. But here we are. <laughs> they got things right. moving. Yeah, yeah.
1: I I I, I, I had enough of that it. bullshit. I'll tell you what. <laughs> right. was the thing. It's you. You're bringing a skill set. Right. Right. That's why we have the Fantastic Four. Yeah. <laughs> that's why That's why we have four people with four different powers.
0: That's right. Because
1: if they all had the same power, or one guy had all those four powers, well, then we wouldn't really need the, the other three, now, would we?
0: Well, I mean, Reed Richards rolled around rolling his eyes at everybody all the time about what well, they didn't know. <laughs> well, shit, yeah.
1: But he needed Ben to, like, pick shit up and, like you know, punch people in the face.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, didn't we isn't this your thing about though Mr. Fantastic is the strongest superhero in the universe? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Should we save that for another time?
1: (laughs) That might be. We might have to bring that. He is definitely, without question, the strongest person in the entire universe, in the Marvel universe.
0: Coming up on a future episode of the Two on Three podcast, (laughs) Chris tells you why Mr. Fantastic is the strongest superhero in the universe.
1: And also the biggest asshole in the Marvel universe. (laughs) I'll go into that as well. But, you know, I don't know. I think that, again, I think that there's, the workplace is always fraught with, with, um, dynamics right i mean that's the that's what makes it that's why they have to pay you to go (laughs) (laughs) because you know if i you know i could i could not deal with weirdos and hard hard to deal with people and i could stay home but they don't pay (laughs) me to stay home
0: i'll tell you what you know um I'm uh, I'm having a little time off right now and, and staying home and, and not going to work is pretty cool.
1: Fun employment. I've done I did fun employment last summer and it was awesome. <laughs> and uh, and yes, if you can if you can pull it off, if you got if you've, I think there's a you know I think that I think that retirement this whole saving for retirement business because like when you're crappy and old like yeah. hey, all the money in the world I mean you're just get sit around but yeah have it earn interest. Just spend it now. (laughs) (laughs) You should retire now.
0: I should retire now
1: for like, no, if I retire, okay, I'm a little, I think I've missed the
0: window. You're not going to get any health insurance from the government, so I don't know what you're going to do. So if you retire, let's
1: say you retire at 42 and stay retired till about 50, like an eight year, a good eight year retirement because you've saved money. Uh And then you go back into the workforce at 50, which ain't too old. These days,
0: well, not not in your it wouldn't be in your field at that point.
1: Yeah, but unless I mean, mean, depends on your field. But in in our field,
0: sort of white collar oriented jobs, that would not really be
1: technology. Whatever, but I'm just saying, if in you know theoretically you just jump back in, then you'd work till you were 65, and then you could retire for real. But then, but you'd had that time in your 40s when you were slightly more vital to have enjoyed going some places in the world and drinking coffee and just hanging out and do playing golf while your back didn't hurt so much. I mean
0: these are the these are the important things. I think that when I get old I'm gonna try to be one of those leather people. <laughs> leather people. Yeah, you know the people just are like brown like a purse. <laughs> <laughs> just just wrinkly, you're gonna wear a speedo at the you yeah, be one of those yeah, weird I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with that.
1: You're gonna That's... be like that weird fat oh, leathery be fat. <laughs> you, Well, you're gonna be fat. You're gonna be <laughs> this fat, bearded, leathery
0: speedo dude. Yeah, all white beard, super tan skin, (laughs) sweet. All right, we've spent way too much time on this.
1: Well, I hope I'm dead by then, so I don't have to
0: deal with that. (laughs) We'll put lots of pictures on uh, Instagram for you to look at. Jesus. (laughs) All right, so for our final topic this evening, um, we're going to check in on Am I an Asshole? And this is, I think we just did that, but we're going to do it again.
1: (laughs) Trust me, I'm an asshole. This whole, this whole episode is, am I an asshole?
0: <laughs> that's, well, that's, kind of how I, like, that's what's going on inside my head. And that's when I'm hosting and, and I'm not keeping up on the news, like you said, uh, or like we talked about, that I haven't really been keeping up on the news because I haven't been online as much. This is where my brain's at. So um, I like to bag my own groceries at the store. Um, I don't like the self-checkout because that whole scale thing is a bunch of bullshit. They don't have it worked out. You can't like the self-checkout. If you have more than like 15 things, you're in a bad spot. You can't bring your own bags. It doesn't work very well. You I can't bring it. your own bag. You bring your own bag. Well, you you don't can to... try, but then the, you always have to get the woman to clear the error because no. you put the bag in there for, like, every time. All right? I have tried. All right. So, uh, so we'll, we'll start there. So I was going to get to this, but I have tried before because I like to bag my own groceries, like checking out like an entire cart full, like two weeks worth of food for the family in the self-checkout. <laughs> and I realized it in retrospect. Um, That's a terrible idea. might have been because I had smoked some weed before I went to the store <laughs> and didn't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> uh, we are in Washington State. Legal. Um, uh, and so I, I, was, I thought it would help. It did not help. Made everything much more difficult. Um, and so I looked like a, probably a maniac, too, like trying to get through this giant cart full of shit. Uh,
1: let's, okay, let me, let's be clear on self-checkout. If you have a rolling cart... <laughs> Do not go to the self checkout. I think it's if you like have the that, buggy, the little you, one. No, no, no. Yeah, the if two you little a, two-layer nope, buggies. Sorry, for sorry. Sure. <laughs> if you have a hand basket, go to the go to the go to the self checkout. If you have a hand basket and nothing to weigh, go to the hand, go to the oh, self checkout. I'm a pro at the
0: produce, dude. Oh, I am typing in the codes, I know no, them.
1: Oh God, please. <laughs> no, if you have a hand basket and you have no produce, nothing to weigh. Go. Feel free to use the self checkout. Elsewise, go to the regular line. This is this is the rule. And if you rolled up in a full on cart, I would just laugh my ass off at you if you pushed a two weeks worth of groceries up into the self checkout. I'd be like, "What in the hell are you doing?" Let's just say
0: that I only did that one
1: time. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna I say never did it again. You got to leave that shit to the professionals. You got to get you got to get somebody who's who's you got to put that stuff on the on the moving belt and let the people deal with it
0: well funny you should say that because i because i like to bag my own groceries i actually hope that when we go to the grocery store and we get to the end that the bagger is nowhere to be seen
1: so do you bring you bring your own bags you have to bring your own bags. i bring my own bags we don't have to
0: we we have we used to when we lived in the city Mm -hmm. limits so it was a habit right Um, so we still do
1: still do that okay um we do that as
0: well I both load the cart. I shop in a way that loads the cart in a way that allows me to put the groceries in the right order on the belt as I get to the checkout. It's like the Man, heavy stuff a, comes out you, first.
1: You're, you're like a wacky OCD mess.
0: No, no, I just I, <laughs> I'm gonna have to deal. With yeah. it. So we tend to, we don't shop in like small spurts. I think this is part of the problem too. Is so we have this tendency to save it up and um. go spend. Way too much money in it. Well, it's not way too much. It's just, it's not, It's well, this is now the, the, I don't know if you saw the the side note, the Shaq thing where he's trying to convince uh, Kenny that it was to save money on gas. You don't have to spend $80 to fill the car up. You just fill it up 20 bucks every time. so you're never filling it up with 80. And he somehow thought this was going to be less money. All right. Check that out. Listeners go, go search for Shaq gasoline, Kenny, the jet Smith, and you'll find out what I'm looking for. And Shaq is not smart. Um, Yes. Not smart. So where was I? <laughs> you
1: were you are in the line. You are right. you're you're bagging your groceries. Oh, okay, yes. You're set, you're buying your groceries in a way that sets up your cart in a way to put things on the belt in a
0: way that allows you to bag in a way. <laughs> right. So we buy we tend to buy in big trips. Instead of like, you know, I'm, I think a lot of people go to the grocery store like two or three times a week. And I'm just, I'm not with that. And I just don't like doing it. I don't do it unless it's like just for, just for produce or just for meats or whatever, for things that need to be cooked that night. Um, but I don't like go buy like two dinners at a time, buy a whole bunch of food. And so I put everything in order because then I'm going to have to deal with all these bags when I get home, right? And there's a mm. there's multiple doors. There's a staircase. I, I, I'm trying to make my life. It's all about the setup is all the investment in time early on. It's not about OCD. It's about the, what happens when I get home with the groceries it's about ocd (laughs) all right so a couple of things one i enjoy spatial puzzles so whatever about your ocd and i like bagging because i find it soothing (laughs) but part of my problem is that because i load the, the the conveyor belt the correct way which if you're Any kind of bagger with any sort of skill, you'll have more than one bag open at a time. Like, you set up two or three, maybe, and then distribute the items as they come to you in a way Mm -hmm. that makes logical sense with heavy items on the bottom of each bag. This, of course, never happens. And, like, these dudes will put, like, six round heavy things in one bag, and then, like, that's it. It's full because it weighs 30 pounds, but you put six things in it. Yeah. Well, that's idiotic, first of all. And then you put it in the cart, I can't stack anything on it, it's slide all around the place. So half the time I'm like, Alright, well if you're doing that, if the guy shows up, he's putting the the, the the crappily packed bag into the cart, and then I am literally like fixing it and then grabbing stuff as it goes by to put into this bag that he's so royally fucked up to begin <laughs> with. So this goes a couple of different ways. Um, if it's me alone, the cashier is always super grateful, right? The cashier like, oh, thank you so much. This is great help because otherwise they're going to have to do that, right? Right. If there is a bagger and. Um, and they're doing it wrong. And they're doing it wrong. I'm just intervening without really, well, you know, a little side eye here, a little, maybe a little sighing. <laughs> a little, a little <laughs> disgusted <laughs> what sighing. Well, what if it's just some poor, like, someone, some high school kid? Well, no, okay. Well, no, it's, that's actually interesting because I, I, I've. There's, there was Did a you bagger. learn?
1: Are you learning? Are you learning up the the high school kid? Say, like, hey, pal, hang on a second.
0: Let me show no, you. No, I, I don't. But I don't teach. But I compliment. Ah. <laughs> so there was a young lass, and I just the, just not the other week, who bagged the groceries like an absolute demon and was a professional, and they were all correctly done. And I was like, "This was spectacular work, Becky. Great job. <laughs> you are headed for manager of the produce counter." right it's, it's it's coming for you sky's the limit yeah. sky's the limit for her you can go as far as you want in this grocery industry <laughs> right it also goes the other way sure which is like there's a couple of dudes at the store who clearly don't want me involved but are the worst baggers. yeah like they're the dudes who clearly give zero fucks about their job right right and but
1: they're but they're standing there yeah, and, they're, and all of a sudden, they're bagging your groceries.
0: Yeah, but then when I'm intervening, they get like huffy. But like silently huffy, because what are they going to say? I'm helping. Yeah. So here's the thing. I guess I've already answered my own question. If I'm giving side eye and, and, and frustrated sighs, I'm an asshole. But yeah, if I yeah. just want to be part of the process, am I an asshole?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you don't, no, what you do is you just step up and say, hey, dude, I appreciate your help, but I love bagging my own groceries, so why don't you go ahead and help out the, uh, the blue hair on the next aisle,
0: and I'll, and I'll handle this, pal. It's all good. Thanks. I've never considered just saying, get the fuck out of here. I'm going to do this myself. <laughs> right.
1: But you just do it in that <laughs> way. You just say, hey, bud, you know what? I love, you know, or you just make up some horseshit story like, uh, dude, let's tell you what. I, I worked this job. I and I bagged groceries when I was your age. I totally can handle this. Why don't you go ahead and help out down the other way? I'll well, now this. now you made me a liar. <laughs> Why don't no, you be a liar? Because you're saving his <laughs> ego. I think we. I think this is the part about telling. This is this is proper use of a lie. So
0: this, this is, goes <laughs> back to your. You're, you're okay with people being. Uh, being soft pedaled in the education environment because it's protecting their ego. Yes, I say fuck your, your ego. Thing. Put your ego to bed. No, I'm not here no, for this. No, no,
1: no, no. You, if you're gonna shop at this store, you don't want to be the guy with every time you walk in, go, "Hey, there's an asshole who like <laughs> told me to like beat it." They go like this: Hey, that's one of my brothers. He bagged groceries. He knows my plight. He seems like he's got his shit together now. He is my hero. That is the difference. That the difference is, you just say, "Hey, pal, I totally work this gig. I can handle my own groceries. Why don't you go ahead and help out so and so next the next time?" So, hour. do you use the I name got tag?
0: This. Do you use the name tag or not? No, no, no. Not. First name, maybe,
1: address. Not, well, maybe the next time you oh. walk in and say, "Hey, Jimmy, what's happening?" Hey, it's cool. I got my, I got my groceries. Don't worry about it. I got it. And all if right. you're and if you're happy and cool about it, they'll be like, yeah, sure, all right. But if you're like, hey, you're fucking doing it wrong, <laughs> like, beat it. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, the guy's obviously the guy's gonna like want to stab you.
0: So uh, I mean, can I try? I want to do it that no. way. I'm gonna go to a different store. That's uh, not my regular yeah, store. I uh-huh. try that one. <laughs> right. But this it's the it's just a it's
1: this is the proper use of lying. This All right. is the, This is this is an appropriate use of complete horseshit. This is just just let the, let him off the hook. Say, you know, say I've been there with you, brother. I love. I enjoy bagging my own groceries. You know, you're good.
0: Well, here's my problem. Why aren't these people properly trained? Because no one's properly trained at the grocery store. I, well, I think you probably could have just left it at the end of trained and not expanded, <laughs> <that> <laughs> sentence, and I think you're a lot closer to the truth.
1: No, it it, it depends, right? There, it depends. There's this, well, let
0: me not say no one. No one. It's There's a no reason one, that twenty paper twenty percent of the people, you know, pull eighty percent of the work.
1: Right. Right. Exactly.
0: And you know. It's just and a shitty. It's a shitty situation but, we've carved out for ourselves but here. But you
1: know, but you know, you know which you know which people at the grocery store to absolutely avoid, like the plague, if they're checking, if they're checking groceries. Yes. You know, you there's there's a few that you're just like, I'll go stand in this long line over here before I get in that short line with you.
0: Yeah, but they like pop up. They also just pop up. <laughs>
1: they just like come over. Like a bad blackjack dealer. They, yeah.
0: just, like, they yeah. just pop oh, up. Oh shit! Damn it! Ryan <laughs> cool. again. I gotta go. <laughs> the coolers here <laughs> Damn and you, see and then your lies not going to work out because you've been trying to avoid him and you're not ready for it and you're like oh god get out of here <laughs> beat it <laughs> not you you're the worst you're the worst oh god all right, I like this idea though to wrap it up I like this idea where it's uh hey you know uh I used to do this when I was younger and I really loved doing it you know, I know this is dumb but why don't you take five and I got this go help somebody else I'm gonna do this one yeah I like it go, go help somebody else I got this all right bro. I like it yeah good all right, so for the overtime, we're going to switch from talking about me being an asshole to uh, one of the world's most confirmed assholes, Kanye West. Oh! Hashtag, <laughs> slavery was a choice. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, so <laughs> a couple of things I want to bring up about this. And, and, and one, I'm unfortunately just going to straight jack and read this basically Twitter thread because it, it's, it, it sums up my thoughts on this really effectively. And also the context it's in is pretty hilarious. So bear with me on this. So right. credit, first of all, to <laughs> Crystal Methany... Uh at Rafi D'Angelo. And he says, I usually go get my hair cut on Thursdays. This week I went in on Tuesday. so you know there's a different group of regulars there. Apparently, Tuesday has a white dude. But I mean, white white, not I listened to old school Taleb Wally white dude with a fish plate. I mean, I just moved to Harlem from Kansas, white dude. But he was participating in the little football conversation and giving his two cents so good for him. Anyway, one of the girls in the back who does Lokes brought up Kanye West. And she was on that quote, we have to support our black man because he's just going through some things bullshit. Y'all, that white man getting his haircut jumped in with a well, actually, and the silence that befell the <laughs> shop. Like, Chad, do you really want to do this? Here, I was not ready to see that little white man get thrown out with half a haircut. Chad. I understand what you're saying about protecting your community, but Kanye is throwing you under the bus by aligning with white supremacy, and to say that he's going through something is in direct contrast to his own claims and his wife's claims that he's just fine. Okay, Chad! Chad continues, Kanye's biggest problem isn't that he's going through something, but that he doesn't listen. Kanye decided Kanye is a genius, and Kanye decided Kanye has all the answers, and he lives in a bubble of his own making. The only thing he's going through is being an asshole. Chad! (laughs) There were like five seconds of complete silence, which is an hour in barbershop time. (laughs) But then everybody pretty much broke loudly at the same time laughing with, Yo! And my man Chad! While offensively guffawing in the direction of the hoteptris at the back of the shop. So that's the story of a very brave white man in a black barbershop who decided to loudly give his opinion about Kanye West surrounded by men holding sharp objects. Looks like gentrification won a tiny, very tiny victory today. (laughs) So I gotta say, I ride with Chad on this. You're riding with Chad? Yeah, I think Chad, Kanye's just, he's, there's two takes. There's that one which I shared with you, which is basically how I feel about it, assuming this is all in good faith. And then there's a separate take, and I can share that with you. But first, I'd like to get your reaction to, let's assume Kanye is legitimately thinking these ridiculous thoughts. Let's,
1: okay, so, um... I am much more cynical about this whole thing considering it's Kanye. So Kanye's try Kanye tried to play play an angle and it just did not work out for him. I mean that's really what and then he decides he needs to walk it back by saying I was on drugs, I had liposuction and to you know to look good for you people. And you know, I just like oh god. You know, here's the thing. He just he was playing an angle and it blew up in his face. And now he doesn't know what to do about it. And like the only he, thing he, he can do. To double down. but Because he's got nowhere to go. He's just, he just, he's screwed. All he right, so you ready for
0: the blow your mind alternate take then? All right, give it to me. All right, get your tinfoil hats. This is, again, this is another Twitter thread I came across. Uh, and this is uh, Snowcone, at Snowcone965. Verified uh, Snowcone, by the way. Wow. Yeah. So I'm not going to read this one verbatim. I'm just going to sum it up. But uh, so here's what he says. Get your tinfoil hats and red string. I've got a conspiracy theory. Kanye West is in the middle of a performance art piece and the clues are right in front of us. And so here's what he says. First, we need to know about Tremaine Emery, a friend and collaborator of Kanye's. Then we need to know that Kanye has tweeted pictures of them together in recent weeks. Kanye also mentioned in his interview with uh, Charlemagne on Breakfast Club that my boy Tremaine tweeted, so we know they're interacting on a regular basis. Kanye also had recently uh, tweeted some pictures from David Hammons and Joseph, I think it's Bayes, but I'm not sure how to say it. Uh, And these are basically performance artists from the past. Um, Kanye tweeted these images, and Tremaine, his collaborator, quote-treated them with the emoji, the spade emoji. And a lot of David Hammons' work was centered around flipping uh, race iconography and, and comments on its head to, to turn it around and make, you know, sort of try to demonstrate how obvious it was or uh, obviously stupid it was. Um, and speaking of, side note this is a good time for everyone to understand that you need to retire, call a spade a spade from their vocabulary because it's so fucking racist and you don't know that it is. And I understand that makes it make you feel like it's not racist because if you don't mean it to be racist, then it's not racist, but just don't say it. Anyway, so they go through. <laughs> This, uh, Unless you're, you're Frank Sinatra. And then, in which case, you know, <laughs> <you should laughs> say what you want. Still, maybe not. <laughs> uh, so, Snowcone says he believes Kanye is doing a modern take on the Bayes piece um, that. Embracing the coyote of today, this uh, this alt right, Candace Owens, this this whole thing that he's been saying. Obviously, we've talked about. And you have to remember, before he went on this tangent, the thing he was talking about before, which was too much emphasis is put on originality. Feel free to take ideas and update them. And and you know, I remember seeing a funny qu- quote that said, "This this
1: is yeah." But the, you're essentially saying this is my point. I think I think this this I think I'm on to this as well, which is to say, I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's anything sincere about what he's doing. I don't think okay. it comes from a genuine. I, I don't think it comes from authentic place. I think he's playing a little. I think he's playing an angle, and people aren't getting it or people, people. But the, what's funny is why is he walking it back? That's the problem. Like, if he he I wants, haven't
0: seen any walking back because there's walking yeah, he, back. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh huh. There's walking back. Where? Over the last couple of days, he went on. Yeah, he. Well, that's this. I mean, whole, what I'm
0: reading to you is from today. I'm not.
1: But, no, but he was walking back this whole, I was on drugs. I was, the whole, I was on drugs p- thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think it's, I think, he, I think he tried to play this, he tried to play this, this, the Sasha Baron Cohen angle, and he doesn't have the guts to do it's it.
0: It's the, it's the Joaquin Phoenix thing. It's the, yes. I'm still here.
1: Right. It's, and he just, he's just not a talented enough Performer in this particular, in this particular genre, to pull it off, he just he's too he he needs to be loved too much that he can't walk this line, of people booing him and like burning effigies of Kanye and crapping on his name all over town. He can't take it. You think he's gonna pull out? He's. I think he's. I think he's already started to. I think he's. The cracks are showing. That which is why I knew. Uh, which is why I just I knew right away it was it was it was not it was not authentic. He well was, his
0: collaborator Tremaine has been tweeting things like the prestige and then a roller coaster image and then get ready and 4D troll renders in real time.
1: Yeah, so, whatever. I mean I'm not I'm not impressed with Kanye anyway. I mean what No, no, Kanye can, can
0: go pound honestly.
1: Yeah, I just <laughs> I mean I mean he was a fine he was he's a fine hip hop artist but as the, you know, as the Yeezy, as the Yeezus <laughs> the savior himself. Um, yeah, please save it.
0: All right. Well, I thought those two things were interesting, and, and I, it feels like it's enveloping the. It's it's one of the few things in the monoculture right now. It's kind of enveloping both music and entertainment, uh, at least you know, in the sources that I consume. So it's something I wanted to touch on. Um, and one thing I, um, as we, did you have anything else to add to that? Because I was ready to move on. No, uh, no. Okay. Well, as we wrap up the show tonight, one thing I wanted to uh, suggest to anyone who's made it this far listening on the show this week, that if you are interested in participating, not actively, in the Am I an Asshole segment, um, what I would love to encourage people to do is send us your peccadilloes. Give me a little explanation about the, the kind of shit that you do, bagging your own groceries or, I don't know, crapping in the city park. Um, the thing, <laughs> tell me about the things that you do, and or us rather, not me. Why would I say me? That's terrible. I am a terrible host. We're not even. This is this is an equal partnership here. Tell us, tell us about the the things that you do that maybe you are not sure whether or not you are an asshole, and we'll kangaroo court you right here on the show.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: for sure. And then you and can I, come on and defend yourself if you like.
1: Odds are you are an asshole. Is basically what I'd say. <laughs> I am. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to like set this up with any bias. But let's be clear: you are probably an asshole. Well.
0: Ask us and we'll tell you either way. <laughs> <laughs> we'll confirm it for you. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for listening to our show. And you know, Chris, I was thinking about this because I heard this on the radio the other day. Uh, somebody on NPR signed off with a We'll see you next week. And obviously that's not accurate. And I realize that I say that when we sign off often. I'll say, we'll see you next week. And we don't see anyone. Um, we see them. No, we don't see them. Uh huh. I picture I mean, we, all of our we,
1: audience we, members naked all the time. <laughs>
0: Is that what you're doing on Instagram? The, no, uh-huh. that's the Tumblr. That's
1: the I'm pretending all these really attractive people listen to our, uh, our show, and then I picture them naked.
0: Chris made a two on three pod listeners Tumblr, and it's just a bunch of nude women.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the nude list women, hot nude women listeners of the two on three pod calendar. That's but t- but tasteful. No, not tasteful. No, like but dirty. tasteful. It's important to be tasteful. <laughs> yes. I do recall that commercial. The best, the no.
0: best commercial of all time.
1: <laughs> yes, tasteful. of all time.
0: Speaking of Kanye.
1: But all right. Anyway. Well,
0: as I was saying, in the outro, did you have something to say? Sorry, I cut you off. No. this is great. I like what we're doing here.
1: Dirty is <laughs> the dirty is the t- It's going to be really filthy. The calendar,
0: tight. <laughs> oh, thanks everybody for listening to our show. And what I was asking you, Chris, is what should I say? You'll hear us next week, or is, no, that, is that too No, no. Just see you next week. we're your friends. All right. Well thanks everybody and we'll see you next week. Peace. Now turn it up Turn it up Turn it
1: up Turn
0: it up now Turn it up. I can't live my I can't live my. Life this way, continually get high Instead of running around like one bird down It's a new day, gotta do it big just to get by Show no respect, can't live that way You hold my check, can't live that way Without my chick on deck, can't live that way They say what they like, but I've been that way My moves calculated through the lens Almost here, success will be the best revenge Man, from Clint East to Kanye West The sun can't chill, but every day it sets Just because I got a girlfriend My freak girl told me now nah, she a Christian My white girl wanna move back to Michigan I'm pulling girls off the bench like a six man I'm in the club doing the same old two-step While makers doing the same old two. step I had my money on my mind, I was thinking green. She had pledged, aka she was picking green. I want a good girl, she want a gentleman. We saying the same thing like a synonym. I want a really spitting game, I was scrimmaging. My pimpership's so hard, in these censorship. I'm a Chicago win to Chicago wins, till we blow like Chicago wind. I don't know what's better, getting laid or getting paid. I just know when I'm getting one, the others getting away this way. Uh.
1: Name to pop. I learned before the hot flame came to spark
0: It's like before the pop fan came to park But this industry will play with your life, man They're playing with your rent, food, water, and lights, man yeah, right. That's why a rocker brings it like that old tidy tea
1: Jam The ram. then I'm off to Amsterdam To so rest up for strength to deal with this weight To deal with these deals, to deal with this hate I dedicate this to Jam Master J. Yeah. Run DMC show me how to walk this way